Hey everybody, Craig from the University of Applied Research and Development, and it's our privilege to have Nyurka C with us, who is a U.S. Army veteran. Hi, Nyurka, good to see you. Hi, good to see you. Thank you. Thanks for, very um, much for joining us. I'm delighted that you're with us. Yes, I'm very glad to be here. Why don't you tell us about your motivation for joining the military originally? Oh my God, it was so long ago. The motivation was, you know, I just came from from my native country, Cuba, and I came to this new country where everything was new. There were so many possibilities. Uh, I kind of start learning about the actual concept of freedom. And I wanted to find a way to give back. And, you know, and I always was attracted to the military. So military seemed the right, uh, the right choice. And it, I was just 19, so I really didn't know what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was going to be marching and, you know, having weapons and maybe jumping out of planes. But there was so much more, right? The, and, and it was a journey and I got to discover a, a new world, a new culture and everything. It, it was amazing. One of the mm. best decisions I ever made. Wow. And I noticed that you've had a number of different times. You were in the U.S. Army, then you are a reservist, and then you are a sergeant in the Army again. Do I understand the progression? Yeah, well, I got out a couple of times. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had to go back because um, I miss it. Every single time I got out, it was just something was missing until I can't go back anymore. And I really like the active duty uh, part. And, and after a while, it got very, uh, very ingrained in everything I do, right? Even the moving, some people are <laughs> they don't they don't like the moving so much. Uh, it's something that I still need right now. Uh, it was just part of the the culture and, and just going to new places and meeting new people, building roots, building a community. And everywhere you go, you find somebody that you know because even being uh, such a big community is very small, and and we all kind of have that commonality we we think kind of the same way and that's very rare mm, it is rare tell us about some of your experiences during your time in your service whether it was overseas or something you did stateside i did both i, I did most of my time overseas um i was in germany and korea and then in japan as a civilian working for the military as well um, I was stateside a uh, couple times in Fort Hood, one of the biggest, the biggest military base in the United States, and every base was different. Every 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 station, the station, it was different and it was the same. Um, you know, we we still had that structure, that military structure. Get up, go do PT, even if you don't like it. But it kind of saves the pace for the day, right? And right. Go do your job. Make sure you're in, in the right place at the right time. And, and then if you are in a different country or a different city, you get to take off the uniform and go experiment that, right? 
go be part of that new location, that new culture. Mm. Um, so it was kind of like uh, an adventure, right? Um, so I, I, I have very good experiences. I make a lot of friends. Um, there's something about it. I can go visit my friend. I haven't seen her in 10 years, but we share the same experiences. And we can pick up the conversation that we had 10 years ago, like mm. it was today. Mm. I cannot do that with somebody that, <laughs> I can't even do that with my family. So they, <laughs> they still stuck um, and, and they still think, and they're 19 years old and left, and they didn't see all the experiences I had. But mm. my friend, because she had the same, up, kind of the same upbringing, even with different experiences, she understands. And we can talk and we can relate and we can just, it's like yesterday, but it's today. Wow. Tell us about some of the responsibilities or the jobs that you had in the military. Ooh. Um, I was a supply sergeant. I, I was in charge of logistics. That means at one time, uh, when things got rough, um, time 9-11, we had about 10 change of command in one year. That means wow. we had to do 100% inventory because we had to change a commander, so he had to sign for all the um, all the property. And we had a big, uh, I was in Germany at the time, uh, we had a, a big account. We had like three, uh, we're property in three countries and they had everything needed to be counted. When you yeah. telling that we had to count something, we count the screws. How many screws you got? <laughs> <laughs> so it took a lot of effort, took a lot of coordination. But then you see the military training on that, right? The first time took some getting to use. The second time got a lot easier. By the third mm. time, we were masters. Oh, it, <laughs> the whole unit came together. Um, and it was something beautiful. And we did, you know, we're in charge. I was in charge of... Um, the property, uh, one of the biggest user accounts. So with that came a lot of accountability, a lot of mm. uh, property responsibility. Uh, we had to uh, turn in a lot of property that was obsolete. So sometimes we had to get on the road and had like six trucks with us full of property that we didn't need anymore. Mm. We need to turn it in so some another unit could use it. Mm. So yes. Interesting. Definitely a lot of ventures. So it sounds like you you built you built some great relationships and you had um, a time that you value highly. When you transitioned and you said you had to leave and you couldn't go back anymore, what were some of those challenges with transitioning into civilian life? I so when I left, I still had everything figured out. I like. I'm getting out, I'm getting a job, I'm going to continue, like everything going on. Yeah. Uh, reality check. It didn't work like that. <laughs> First, the job took forever to get it. Even it had all the qualifications, finding the right job, it was a job in itself. Um, so while I was doing all that, I said, well, let me go back to school and use my benefits before they expire. <sighs> that was like, you know, Talking about at my age, sitting in a, in a class with 
sometimes high schoolers that are in college, <laughs> you know, feeling like Adam Chan in that movie, uh, a fish out of water. And and then going actually got a job and it's not the same. It's no civilians. Mm. Sometimes I try to understand, but it's not the same mentalities. Uh, uh, just the little things. Sometimes you're looking yeah. at the at the clock and trying to get home because you have a whole life that you have to attend to, and the job comes second nature. Where in the military, we train to take care of the mission first, and everything else comes later. Right. So it doesn't matter if it takes you two hours, it takes you ten hours. You have to do it, and you get trained to do that. So. There's little things like that that are, that are very different and make it really hard um, to transition sometimes. Um, and there's also a sense, if it, it, it kind of feel uh, like you got divorced, you got thrown away. Because now you're a veteran and, and not a lot of veterans can even go to a military base anymore. You know, you have to have a, be a retiree or you have to have like a special veteran ID in order to go back to that, uh, that community that that was your life for so long. Some people do 20 whole 20 years mm. and that support is not there, mm. you know, and depending on where you go, you might have a, a strong military city with a lot of support, but some cities, there's very little military, so they really don't don't treat you. They don't they don't treat you like that. They don't make you feel like okay, hmm. this is who you are. What was the difference maker for you when you when you're handling that transition and the difficulties and the challenges? What really helped you? Entrepreneurship. Um, I I found entrepreneurship. Um, when I was in college, and, and actually, you know, when I go back to college, I kind of had to this class project, and that class project was actually what the thing that made me interested on class. Because before that, a lot of the stuff that they were teaching me, I already knew. I worked in logistics for <laughs> uh, 15 years, and I was doing supply chain. So kind of a lot of the things they were teaching was the same thing, but mm. um, the translation to the civilian world, that's what I needed. Now there was this class project that I actually had to build a whole supply chain from scratch and paper. And that make it interesting uh, because I, I never done that before. So I actually got to put all the knowledge I have from my military experience as being a logistician and learning and uh, getting this degree and getting every resource I could get, like talking to the professors, the other students and everything else I can ask to build this idea because I didn't want to do it using paper. I had enough money to take off, so I did. And I started creating a more umbrella. You can see on the in the screen and and just build it block by block and what it means because going back to the military I'm very much into silmos so for me it was used more than an umbrella it was a lot so much more 
and as you can see it you know it keep building it keep growing and the sky's the limit and sometimes maybe that so just to check this is actually about making umbrellas is that right no no um more umbrella is is the it's a signature product it's a heart shaped umbrella um uh -huh. the whole reason why i it sparked my imagination is because an umbrella it means shelter mm. and a heart is the universal uh, symbol for love but when mm. you bring them together umbrella and love um, and in spanish is amor that is even a deeper meaning because it's universal love um mm. it means hope and that's what the whole basis of my company is, is to provide hope by telling stories in different ways from TV, podcasts. Uh, I just have a book that's getting published right now that talks about recreational therapy and just kind of discovering yourself through exploration because that's part of the transitioning, right? We lose that purpose. We do lose that mission that we have. We have somebody always telling us, this is to get done. You need to go get, go out there and do it, no matter what. And then after that one was done, you have another three more waiting for you. But mm. now you're out and you don't have that somebody telling you that. You need to discover that. And that means you need to find a new purpose. By entrepreneurship like I did, by education, by being, um, by, being by volunteering your community, by getting a job, because there's nothing mm. wrong with getting a job if that's what you know what you want to do, or by just actually being part of your family again, where mm. you don't have the distractions of the military, you know. So, those are some great, great encouragements there. Um, keep reconnecting with family and um, entrepreneurship, even getting a job and, and volunteering. I guess to find that sense of community again. Just as we wrap up, I, I do want to say thank you for your service thank and you. thank you also for sharing your story with us. And I love the website. It's um, very colourful and very engaging. Um, and so for everyone, if you'd like to reach out uh, to Nyoka, we've got her LinkedIn profile link in the show notes if you'd like to reach out to her with the show notes on youtube on facebook on linkedin on twitter on twitch on a range of different platforms wherever this recording is you can see the link to neuka's uh, linkedin profile and you can reach out to her just as we wrap up neuka what's one thing you would say to a veteran who's maybe struggling with the transition back to civilian life or they're in that moment of, you know, they're still in the military and they're looking to transition out. What's one encouragement or one idea or piece of wisdom that you might give them? Go back to your training. So the military spends thousands of dollars in your training. And the one thing that they always tell you is use the body system, use the resources available to get things done. There's plenty of resources for veterans. And sometimes it's not about the resources, it's about finding where those resources are. We think, oh, we out and we need to do it and figure out everything by ourselves. And we forget, you know, we need to reach out, reach out to somebody that can help you, reach out to, um, there's plenty, there's 45,000 nonprofits along in, in the US. Wow. You know, that 
a lot of them work to help the military find it. They want that really are doing it with a heart, you know, that they want that not just going for the money, but they actually doing a service because they care. Mm. And, you know, and find that new purpose. Because if you find that new purpose, whatever it is, I'm sure it's just going to make you whole again. You know, take the time to find that purpose and that balance and you said your life because if we live in the past and I understand there's a lot of veterans that have suffered a lot of trauma mm. and sometimes it's hard to get unstuck. But if you only live in the past or whatever trauma it caused you, you're not moving forward. Mm. You need to have, you need to find a way to overcome it at least for a minute or at least for a day because it will be, make you a better person, a mm. better family member, a better community member. I love it. So, yeah, thank you. Nioka, thank you very much for giving us your time. And for those of you watching the recording again, Nioka's profile link is with the notes. We really want to thank you for your time and thank you for your service. And for those of you watching, if you've watched our other veteran stories, we've got great people like Nioka and we've got tomorrow International Women's Day. And so we have a group of three amazing women like Nioka who are veterans who are making a difference in their community. So we look forward to seeing you tomorrow on the next Veterans Series, Veteran Stories, Difference Makers.